America was great because black folk made it so. It was the sinners and saints of the Jesus faith whose Africanized Christianity made America great. Black boys made the founding fathers rich. Black girls made pursuit of happiness itch. Sophisticated greed and lust filled founding sons with pride, enough to cast their father's declaration aside. But Ms. Tubman's black soldiers reinforced the Union fight, successfully turning back the secessionist tide. Amazingly, whole wide world to think the founders had not lied. They empowered the whole wide world to think the founders had not lied. Wade in the water, Ms. Tubman's soldiers sang. God troubled water and the freedom rang. America was great because black folk made it so. After they had won, of course, the Union tossed them back, like black buffalo to be hunted and attacked by the same rapacious outlaws they had helped to defeat. Meanwhile, the Union strode abroad in victory to make the world safe, the Union said, for democracy. So like buffalo's soldiers, Miss Tubman's kids fought on arrival abroad as Rough Riders, for survival at home in chain gangs and Jim Crow, with and against natives who dubbed them Buffalo. Harlem Hellfighters died and swung Marseillaise, while Haitians paid freedom's extortion for decades. Wade in the water, Miss Tubman's soldiers sang. God troubled the water, and the freedom rang. America was great because black folk made it so. Through bigoted Alabama skies, Tuskegee airmen trained, but after battling overseas to prove they could be men, they encountered hate so thick at home it turned the summers red. They fought and won the law to educate their kids in 54. They fought and died to pray in places where cross burners threw their bombs. Singing, we shall overcome, empty-handed they faced guns, and when at such great cost, they seemed to have finally had won. Black coats seemed undone. Equality glimmered on the eastern horizon. They said, ah, yes, but one thing more. We fought and died to end imperialist war, to aid, to comfort, and to uplift the poor. They amazed the whole wide world to think the founders had not lied, empowered the whole wide world to believe the impossible would be tried. Wade in the water, Miss Tubland's soldiers sang, God troubled the water and the freedom rang. America was great because black folk made it so. But that blessed moment died when the sons of founders cried, No, 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 our fathers lied. Our fathers lied. They screamed in epileptic seeming fits of greed and lust and pride. Make America great admit again. We admit our fathers lied. We'll do whatever it takes this time. Law and order, war on drugs, massive prison industry, and soaring wealth inequality. Globally, religiously, no evil too big, no lie too filthy. Black Red, brown, yellow, and even white with sense around the world shook heads and just looked down. Are these sons suicidal, narcissistic demons? Or can they possibly still not know? America was great because everyone else fought them to make it so. For America to be great again, these brats will have to go. Wade in the water, Miss Tubman's soldiers sang. God troubled the water and the freedom rang. Amen. I mean, Ashe, let it be, and thank you, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that was Hassan Ali Jones Bay uh, 
performing for us. This is the first public performance of Miss Tubman Soldiers. And uh, you are tuned in to Wanda's Picks, a black arts and cultural program of the African Sisters Media Network, where we believe that the artists are the true revolutionaries. Their work, honest and filled with raw, unedited passion. They are our true heroes, Ashe. And we are so excited to be having all this great poetry this morning. Oh, my goodness. We've got Kim Shuck in the house. Hey, Kim. Hi, Wanda. How are you doing? It's an honor to be here, as always. <laughs> oh, I'm good. And we have Kim McMillan in the house, Dr. McMillan. How are you, Kim? Hi. It's great to be with you and Kim and everyone else. Well, right now it's the three of us. And uh, I was wondering if you want to, you know, maybe share a poem that sort of expresses how you're feeling in this moment. Mm. Mm. Um. <laughs> you know, I'm having a problem with the poem in this moment. Isn't that awful? Um, but it's just the real truth. There's a lot going on right now. <laughs> and not all of it's big fun. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, That's so true. Here I am feeling a little grumpy. Right now. <laughs> um, well, it doesn't have to no, be a poem that, in, that expresses how you feel. Uh, maybe it's how you want to feel. Okay, I can or take another poem. Just, I definitely have another poem. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> oh, and, and tell, from, uh, share your name just in case people um, don't recognize your voice yet. Yeah, well, it's hard too because you've got two Kims, right? So I'm I'm Kim Shuck, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to read something from Deer Trails, which is um, my uh, laureate book through City Lights, Watershed, Village Sites Still Seeing resonate through hidden shell mounds from every watershed that wrap these hills on thick-aired nights like these. Songs throb through the sidewalks, through the bark of day trees and the ache of full bloom, and every angled slab of rock peering through the hillsides around Rocky Point and Glen Park Canyon remember their true names and call them out like birds do, announcing boundaries, unseen but heard if listened for, there's still joy in these hillsides. The water still runs here. Ah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Kim McMillan? Oh, 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 yeah. Can you hear me? Okay? Want to share a poem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, did you want me to share a poem now? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well. I wrote this one last night, and Ooh. my mom absolutely hated it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, well, you know, I I think sometimes we write in our emotions, and that's what I did. And she mm-hmm. said, "Bring me some joy. Bring me some joy in your poetry." But and I said, mm-hmm. "Well, that's what I felt like writing." So it's called Dark Places. Mm-hmm. Mm. There are dark places, there are hidden corners, 
There are people invisible to the eye. They are shadows. They have lived for hundreds of years. Not in the same bodies, but they have lived in the corners, in the gloom, specters, in the dark. They call themselves patriots. They call themselves freedom fighters. We call them white supremacists. We call them out of the shadows, those that have dangled our bodies from trees, those that have set us on fire, those that have destroyed our homes, our land, marked us, branded us with iron in their fight for white supremacy. These shadows, dark places in American history, We are calling them out. We are saying no more. We stand with our ancestors in the middle passage, in the muddy waters, with the souls of our ancestors that have lingered, waiting to be pulled out of the darkness, out of black ocean. We, the people, are standing on southern soil, kneeling in northern soil, black soil, leading the blood of our ancestors, our families, rise in righteous indignation, crying, no more, we are done. We, the people, lay our hands on this land we love, entwining them with those marks with over 400 years of pain. Beings without bodies, together we whisper, we are free. Those shadows can no longer hide in darkness, for in our freedom we spread the light, the phantoms retreat, and we rise to reclaim our souls, our hearts, our freedom. That's it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's, wow. Such a beautiful poem. It sort of works so well with Hassan's, too. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and I was just thinking about, you know, our beloved Langston Hughes. And I, too, um, am America, or I, too. And then the other one he has about America. <laughs> it just calls I, America I out. Yeah, but yes. my mom, my mom, you know, if she she's very clear. If she hates the poem to me, she'll say, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's what I appreciate and love about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, of course, of course. Yeah, it's great when you have someone that's honest <laughs> in your yes. life. Yeah. Yes, yes. My family's real clear about it all, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, very clear. <laughs> very clear. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot going on right now. We're going through a lot. Mm-hmm. It's worth acknowledging it, and I'm glad you wrote that poem, Kim, because, you know, there's well, that's, just... Yeah. It, well, because I thought about what's happening in Congress. And I thought again and again and again, 
We have a long history of this. North Carolina had their insurrection because they were angry that black people had gotten positions because of Reconstruction. And it's just mm. it's just a history. And I feel like we need to say we're done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we want mm-hmm. better and it, it it's it's and it's, it's it's people of color in general. General, we need to say we're done, and we see what's happening mm-hmm. in the news where they're trying to find ways that we do not have the vote, so that they were shocked that we right. voted in mass this time, and so mm-hmm. we just need to say we're done. No, no more. You know. Well, they they weren't. They can't have been shocked because they were trying to disenfranchise. Um, a lot of different people before the vote even happened. I mean, and, yeah. uh, on Native reservations, they were trying to disenfranchise anybody who didn't have a street address, and a lot of the reservations yeah. are just aren't street names. And so you can't have a street address, so essentially then what, right? It's um, They can't have been surprised. They're acting surprised, but they can't have been surprised. They knew because they were trying to uh, subvert people's ability to vote before the yeah. whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah, I want to let you all know that Bernard has, has yeah. joined us. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. How are yeah. you? Hi. We're good. good. We're good. Good, good. <laughs> Powerful, Kim. Wow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So, Bernard, uh, D. Moore, um, we are... Uh, we started out with everyone uh, so far sharing a poem. So what poem are you feeling in this moment? Now, I'm going to bring some healing, I hope. So I'm going to read Ooh. from my uh, jazz collection, the geography of jazz. Music is always good for the nice. soul. So I will read the first poem in the book titled Swinging Cool. The basses hugs the bass, plunks it. Ting, boom, ting, boom. The drummer beats and booms. Saxophonist weaves notes, oscillates, blows. And the pianist finger dances on the keys, swinging at the haven. Musicians spark the sheet music stands and angled microphones. Blue backdrop modulating that tempo. They work the tune. Drumsticks knocking time. Piano plucking our ears. Bass man still hugging the bass. Straight sets. Walls thrumming. Steady as the spring moon. Inciting the... Indigo Sky. Thank you. I love that. That's beautiful. Oh, thanks a lot. (laughs) I liked your use of words and color. Wow, thanks. Thank you. Well, I probably should have kept this segment to an hour, but we only have 15 more minutes, so I'm thinking, ah. So perhaps, um, you know, as as we, uh, as you all talk a little bit more about, about poetry and and uh, 
and maybe you could talk a little bit about why poetry and, and tell our audience a little bit about yourself and, you know, why you write poetry. Why why poetry and why do you write poetry? Like him, how did, how were you open to just receiving that beautiful work that you shared with us, you know, a few minutes ago? That was like, oh, my goodness. And then Kim um, Shuck as, you know, the former Poet Laureate for San Francisco, um, you know, you you know, you're sharing with us from that book that um I guess sort of I guess uh sort of chronicles your um your time in that position. Um those poems must have been comp- uh composed and conceived while you were a poet laureate. They weren't. <laughs> they, oh, okay. they pretty much all happened immediately <laughs> before I became poet laureate. But uh, you'd think. <laughs> but it's kind of a love letter to San Francisco. Yeah. Um but, um, you know, I think it, it, there's a clear through narrative of me being poet because of contact with poets, um, Q.R. Hand in particular, but others as well, and um, just uh, learning from people whose poetics were po- political, you know. So that's why I... I think it's why I did it. I don't know. I mean, there's this notion of being afflicted by a poem, like there's no that some people have no choice but to write that way, and that might be the case as well. But I definitely um, studied at the feet of the greats, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about QR for those who don't know him. QR who made his transition um, on December 31st, right? <laughs> 2020. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It's 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 a lovely piece of math, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice and even. But um, QR. What's QR? Um, he was. He had an incredible head for detail. So if you met him, he'd probably remember you, even though he met hundreds of people. Um, what are my favorite? A lot of people have been talking about him and his seriousness and his incredible politics and all of that. And that is all true. Um, I had one moment with him where I was curating a show for the Dion Museum and I, I had hired him and we needed a photo. And he sent me this picture of him with uh, Malcolm X in the background. And he goes, you can just crop crop it so it just shows me. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that is not going to happen. Um, but so there's a way in which he, he had, um, a complicated humility, I want to say, and by complicated, it wasn't present at every single moment, but it was very present, if that makes sense. And then we'd have these moments where my partner and I would drive him back to his place in Vallejo from San Francisco sometimes, and you just get to see somebody who was very silly and liked playing with words and just really enjoyed things. And I don't know. He was a light in my life and definitely one of my big teachers, and I'm grateful to him. So that's who QR Hand was. Yeah. Yeah. QR was very special. And I, mm. I think I met him through Reginald Lockett. Um, Probably. But I'm not quite sure. They had the whirlwind chorus and... He'd do events, and he would say, okay, we're going to bring the group in. And QR was a part of them. And they were mm-hmm. just brilliant together. And 
I'm not sure who created it, um, but it was just a wonderful group of poets, mm-hmm. you know, dedicated mm-hmm. to, to social justice, to change, to music. QR reminded me of a musician, you know, maybe his body was music, maybe he was music, um, because he just seemed to encompass this kind of walk, a feel, an energy that was like a jazz musician. And and that could have been my mind, in my mind, you know, but he, he always reminded me of music. Wow, it's interesting that you mentioned Reginald Lockett. Uh, back in the late 90s, he and I were in the same workshop group at Cave Cannon. So, so yeah. Uh-huh. And his poetry was very powerful. So, you know, yes. we got to see each other write our poetry and workshop it and so forth. Uh, was a really good person. Extremely great person, yeah. And he had a huge heart. And And, and I... And I think that's probably why they were friends, besides poetry, because they were both, they both have had huge hearts and a, a, a love of a poetry that was a part of their very being. It, they radiated, you know. It, were there any signature po- poems that QR had? Because I remember Reggie had the poem, Yes. Kim, do you yes, know if I, he had a signature poem? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Kim? I think Kim fell off. Let me see. I think that might be Kim. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's I was honored that, that Regi, uh, Reginald Lockett wrote a poem uh, and dedicated it to me, and later uh, he sent me a copy of his book, and I think that poem was in there. Oh God, that that was that was quite would, an honor, and I was so humbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is Kim back? Is Kim here? I am back. I yeah, think "Who's Really back. Blues" was one of his signature oh. poems. Oh, um, that's which is the name I, of the I book that, that Tori and Horn read. Yeah, it's a good poem. Yeah, there are a bunch. Of, there are a bunch of them. I mean. um, he read a poem at the, it wasn't a signature poem, but um, he read a poem from when he was living in New York at an event that, that we did at the um, San Francisco Public Library. Vacation mm-hmm. and, um, um, <clears throat> well, it wasn't about gentrification. It was supposedly about um, Changing the makeup of the neighborhood. He didn't use the word gentrification. It was an incredible, powerful poem that we managed to record. So that's on the San Francisco Public Library site. If you look up QR hand readings, um, nice. There were a bunch of them. You know, there's a lot of. Uh, he he had a pretty broad ranging um, style. I I. I have been typing. I had been typing up some of his poems because uh, he and Tongo Eisen Martin, the current poet laureate of San Francisco, book of his work, which is going to be soon. And I was typing up some of the stuff, and I got, um, I got the box that had the poems that he wrote to woo women in with. 
so that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is wonderful. That is wonderful. It, it, I mean, he was very serious and political, but it, I think it's worth just knowing that he wasn't always very serious and political. As far as Wordwind Chorus is concerned, though, the four people, I, I kind of, my call failed, so I missed part of the conversation, but the other two people, and there was uh, QR, and then um, Brian Arbach and Louis Jordan, and together, the Wordwind Chorus is, I mean, again, there are recordings of them in a lot of different places, and it's definitely worth listening to. Um, the, the message was inclusion and joy in a lot of cases, yeah. but inclusion and joy with clarity, you know, yeah. to understand what has come before and to work for to do better now that we know better, you know. Mm-hmm. So their, their work were was always really amazing. They were amazing. And then when um, Reggie passed, um, sometimes they'd have Bill Vartnaw sit in on that voice. And, um, do do they amazing. still perform? They Do were they doing, perform? but the last time I saw them, I don't think they've done it since Q has passed, but um, but they were performing with um, with Bill Vartnoff sometimes sitting in on, on uh, Reggie's part. And I don't know who they'd get to replace Q because I don't think that's possible. Yeah. yeah. He had such a distinctive way of delivering a line. Did you know Adam David Miller also, Kim? I did, yeah, I did. He, <laughs> well, I cut my teeth, poet. San Francisco had changed a lot, and I had had, um, I was not as interested in the North Beach scene, you know, as a, in terms of poetics. So as Kim McMillan knows from booking me consistently <laughs> throughout the 90s in the East Bay, I read a lot in the East Bay during the late 80s and through the 90s into the early 2000s. I was I was in Oakland all the time. And uh, I did know Adam David Miller, and um, we did one reading together in somebody's garden one time uh, after my grandmother had, had passed. And a poem that I'd read a hundred times and never gotten emotional about it broke me down. That can happen sometimes where you just it catches you, and um, I guess it's a matter of actually listening to what you're saying, which I just don't always do. And I just I I lost it, and um, I want to say that was our real bonding moment because he was just an amazingly large heart, you know, just yeah. a great heart of a human being. Yeah, that's that's so yeah. true. The, what was his poem? Um, sending out love. What yeah. was it? Sending yeah. love out. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sending yeah. love. That that was beautiful. It I loved so when he read that poem. I love yeah. when he read it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we are out of time in a few minutes. So, do you all want to continue com? Talking, or do you want to share another poem, um, Lenar? Do you have another one, a short one, or you know, sort of? <laughs> yeah, I could read one if you want me to. 
if you like, or you can you can add to the conversation. <laughs> hey, I'm enjoying the conversation. I read this poem titled "The Girl Tap Dancing" for Cynthia M. Gary. She taps, pats, clicks, shoes dazzling the checkered floor. Arms swirl, whirl, legs cross, uncross. Notes of the feet rise off towel, shoot toward the ceiling. She pats, clicks, taps, rifling the floor with her shoes. Arms defy gravity, legs scissor perfectly. Feet notes soar over the floor, scatter from table to table. She clicks, pats, taps. Shoes shocking the floor, arms swirl, whirl, legs stamp, swing, feet notes smoke, beat the floor, the floor. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. So, um, who wants to have the last word or the last poem? <laughs> And I just want to bring um, Cicely Tyson into the conversations we're we're pouring, um, you know, libations right now for some of our departed artists who have moved on, and you know they're still with us because they left so much great work. Yeah, you guys mentioned Adam David Miller too. I've written a poem Mm -hmm. for him that uh, at another time I will share. Oh yeah, thanks for mentioning that. We're going to be having. the 31st annual celebration of African American poets and their poetry, and we are honoring uh, A.D. Miller, as he liked to be called, Adam David. Although I knew him as Adam David, and also Q.R. Hand, and that's um, it's going to be in a Facebook Live, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Wanda's Picks W.A.N.D.A.S.P.I.C.K.S. from 1 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. So tune in. Love to have you join us. And if you know me and you want to link to the room, give me a jingle, give me a text, or email me. Nice meeting you (laughs) over the phone, Kim. It's good to meet you as well. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) McMillan, good to be here with you and Wanda. It's really, yeah, it's (laughs) nice to open with poets, you know. To start our morning together, having Kim here, having Leonard, and having you, Wanda, it's just like a beautiful morning. Thank wow. you. Thank, yeah. thank you for all so much. And, uh, yeah, look forward to the next time. Thank <laughs> um, you. Kim, uh, Kim, can I request that, that poem about water, um, the one that you did um, at um, – well, maybe you just did that one. I'm not sure, but the, it's from your book too, I think. And it's um, you shared it at at Watershed uh, last weekend. Oh, uh, gosh! I, everything I read, I think, was about water. How about this one? Okay. Um, yeah. The creek, the creek water opens for the rain opens and is swirled like my grand did to ask the water question, and I don't know what ritual this is. Rummage my purse for some tobacco offer. It's been years since I smoked, and there is no tobacco, so I leave a cough drop. There's something about honey, something the creek might take as an offering as we both sit, lifting faces, 
we have spent time singing for, the rain that asks us questions here by these eager trees. Ah, the rain lovely. that asks us questions. Oh my goodness, so lovely. <laughs> oh, Thank right. you. Well, you all take good care, and I will see you on Saturday. And until then, have a great rest of the week. You too. Thank you, right. to be here with too. all of you. Yes. See all of Bye. you. I've enjoyed this segment with all of you. <laughs> mm. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Wanda. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Fine. Is this, this Joni uh, Ravina? This is Carla Vega. Oh, Carla. Oh. Yes. Oh, right, right. I forgot. I forgot we switched it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No I'm thinking, problem. yeah. No problem. <laughs> right, right. I, yeah, we're just doing playground, playground. Um, so, yeah. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for Your having team. me was so wonderful last Sunday. Oh, oh man. So it's so great that people have an opportunity who missed it. Your tribute to your, you know, to your grandmother and yeah. life and and the cycle of life. It was just so beautiful. Oh, my oh. goodness. Well, you stepped in and out of the various characters, the various time periods, <laughs> the various <laughs> mediums. And then you kept it all together. Oh, my goodness. It was just like, wow. Wow. I was like, Thank you. I'm so been in the been in the house when you were doing all the of the uh, iterations of it. But it's right. really, really great. Yes. Well, we do what we can in the time of pandemic as theater, as a theater <laughs> artist anyway. We, you know, as much as um, I would love to have a live audience and that feeling again, um, this was this was also filling as well, um, mm. surprisingly, um, as a performer, wow. and um, I was still able to really feel the audience's response. So that felt really good. <laughs> mhm, it's really awesome. It, did your your creative team are are they um, are they with you, um, <laughs> um, or are they were they going to call in separately? Your other folks. Oh my! You, um, no, my director, director Shamala. Mm-hmm, she was not able to make it today. But you spoke to Annie already. Annie Tillis. No. Um, uh-uh. Who no, was? I, I mean. Oh, okay. Well, so far the team has been my the spirit of my grandmother Gloria, my grandma Gloria, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Shamala Morty, uh, my director. The she was also the original director of the original. Um, version of my solo show it's called grandma's hands <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh it was originally it was originally um i i originally put it up in 2012 with Tieta productions in los angeles as part of their work in progress performance series and and i brought it back up for this for the playground solo theater fest and made a bunch of changes to update it and so brought Shamala Morty back to direct it and bring some of her magical hand in this piece. And then the um, the technical aspect was facilitated by Annie Tillis, who is the, the festival program's um, technical director. 
Mm, okay. But it's just me this yeah. morning. <laughs> oh no, you're you're you know you, if we have anyone, you are the you are the central person, <laughs> and um, and and your your um your uh your performance piece, uh, Grandma's Hands, um, it uh has uh, another another um, iteration this Friday, February fifth at seven p.m. Pacific time, um, in Zoom, yeah. uh, at Playground. Uh, solo performances and uh do do you have any kind of like like people should go to this website to get tickets um because i i oh and also don't do like I did sunday um make sure that you are in the theater virtual theater before five minutes uh because if you wait until the actual time of the show, you yeah. won't be able to buy a ticket online, and you'll be like, ah. oh, like I was like. I kept on going back. Yeah, there's a show today mm-hmm. at seven, and it's seven. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so it's not working, or it's or it's three minutes to seven, or it's four minutes to mm-hmm. seven, or it's two minutes to seven. But you don't want to wait until you want to like at a quarter to seven, you know, get in there. <laughs> yeah, and you know the, the as, box office. There is the box office um, is pretty responsive if you wanted to. If there's any issues and anyone wants to contact mm-hmm. them directly, but yes, the night starts at 7 p.m. Pacific time, and it's a double bill. So the first half at set starts at seven o'clock, and um, Diane Barnes has a show before mine. It's called Not One of Us, and I follow her. Uh, there's a five-minute intermission, and I will follow her. Her her show, I believe, is about 50 minutes, 45, 50 minutes. And um, and then my show is about runs about thirty five minutes, and uh, so so when somebody purchases a ticket, um, they'll get two shows in one. And um, anyone can go to any of my social media um, sites to get the information. My handle is um, I am Carla Vega. I am C A R L A V E G A, and that's all one word. You can also go to playground s as in Sam f as in Frank dot org, and it'll bring you to the solo solo show web um, part of the part of the website. Um, when you go to my handles, I have special discount codes where I can also keep track of my guests that come see the show and um, and also get some support from the ticket sales. So I, I highly recommend that anyone who does want to come see the show, use those uh, <laughs> ticket codes upon checkout. And, um, and those can be found on any of my handles and at the um, Facebook uh, event page for grandma's hands. <laughs> but, um, right. but yeah, yes. The show is basically based on my uh, grandma Gloria's um, inspired by, by her life, her journey, her life and journey in and from Puerto Rico to San Francisco. I was born and raised in San Francisco and she was a a humble woman who was very creative and very courageous. And I wanted to um, really honor my ancestors and offer this piece as an offering to all of our ancestors and to remind us that we still can have that connection and build that relationship with our loved ones 
even though they may not be with us here physically, um, especially during this time of COVID where there's a lot of loss and a lot of just transitioning happening for all of us. I'm hoping that this piece really just brings some light and healing and, um, you know, uh, happiness to us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, the the energy was just so, so wonderful. And the story, your grandmother's story, your grandmother Gloria's story, just like, <laughs> you know, like when she's running after the bus, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> I, I yeah, took some liberties yeah. <laughs> theatrically, but yeah, that was a true story. <laughs> Right, yeah, because you know she's you know got this this immigration story, and you know she's at a parochial school in um, in Puerto Rico, and and she's you know she's so artistic and and gifted and and being able to make things, and then you know you're sharing um, you know um, as her char- as embodying her character you know, some of these items, and I'm thinking, wow, like, this is probably the real thing, this real, this mm-hmm. necklace she made on a paper, or these these roses, yeah. or flowers, or, you yeah. know, this shawl, you know, all of these things that the character shows that she made, I'm sure this is like something your grandmother really made, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of yeah. them, definitely. Mm-hmm. Right, definitely. yeah, so having having, like, she's present with us, even though she's not literally present yeah. with us. That is so lovely. Um <laughs> and yeah, uh, because, you know, yeah, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. As a, I mean just I know through my writing and I'm sure you maybe you can relate as a writer, we we kind of download or maybe sometimes spirit can write through us or, you know, we get messages through our writing and um as an as a performer too, um there's this connection that I feel with her um, and just even in, in being invited to do the playground festival, I had to really kind of meditate on the show and what new messages my grandmother had for me eight years later from the original show. And, um, and it's, it's just a really wonderful blessing to be able to tell her story and to just highlight Women of color, a woman of color who, you know, didn't do grandiose things in the world, but leaves an impression on my heart, you know? And I, I, I do actually, it's called Grandma's Hands because our hands look alike. And as I realized her love of poetry, her love of dance, um, and just her creative streak, I... I got to relate to her more because I also write poetry and I love to dance. And so, you know, I, I kind of hold on to those pieces of her um, and, and get to celebrate her now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You open your piece with this beautiful, um, beautiful poem. You're at the ocean and you're dancing mm-hmm. and I, and I see those, um, those ships that are that are digging for oil, and I'm like, oh, this is Southern oh. California. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Long Beach. Yeah, <laughs> my director. That that was our our uh, our places were limited because uh, my director 
um, had her had her kid with her, so I had to go down to Long Beach where she lives and <laughs> shoot with her. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, she had her family with us at the beach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. you open and close on the beach, and you know, for yeah. folks that know, um, I mean, you sort of think about you know the ancestors. You think about African diaspora culture because you know Puerto Rico mm-hmm. is a place yeah. where you know people of African descent, right? And and right now, yeah. um, you know, we think about Puerto Rico, it's like, wow, you know, the earthquake and then the, the hurricanes and, you know, now COVID-19 and, and like, you know, this 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 colony <laughs> of the United yeah. States, right? It's like, it's just so wrong, you know, politically and yeah. you know, socially and economically the way Puerto Rico is treated by this nation that Puerto yeah. Rico is a part of like Hawaii was before it became a state. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, um, your grandmother doesn't talk about necessarily, um, you know, when she when she comes here to the United States with her baby, and and then she talks about, you know, in in your in your in your um, your play about how, you know, she raised three children all by herself, and she did a good <laughs> job. She's like encouraging her grand. Granddaughter or great? Yeah, no, your granddaughter. Granddaughter, mm-hmm. you know, you could do it too. You know, <laughs> you could do anything you want to do because I did it, <laughs> and you got my yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, me myself, I've been on a kind of a decolonization journey with both of my heritages. I'm, I'm also uh, part Filipina, and oh. um, and going in and going into the my ancestry and the indigenous parts of my people you know I I was able to kind of touch on that the timeless knowledge of it or the um, you know just our ancestry in an indigenous way and that was really important to me or that that was part of my journey especially in 2020 throughout all of my writings Um, I also did a um, I also have another project that just came out yesterday I can share Oh yeah, because I know you have. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, if you know who Kevin Powell is, he's also a writer and oh a yeah, activist. oh you're in that book, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, so you were part I of that part writing of his... group that he that was last year. I'm like, oh, somebody yes. would have invited me to be a part of that writing group. Yeah, I need to get your well, book. <laughs> absolutely, welcome to it. Yes, I was actually one of the copy editors for one of the um, portions oh. of the book, and it was it. Ooh, it was a huge undertaking. Um, but yes, you are officially now invited to our group. Please join us on Facebook, and our uh, the the program workshops will continue starting next week. Oh. We're having actually a, oh, a wow. book release party on Zoom next week, so you're invited, Wanda. <laughs> okay, cool. So give us the details on the book party so people can join you. I will. Um, well, first of all, the book is called 2020: The Year That Changed America, and it's an anthology that compiles. Uh, almost over 150 um, testimonies of writers all across the land. Um, and it includes Nikki Giovanni, Gloria Steinem, um, mm-hmm. so many, V, formerly Eve Elsner, um, Southern California's Poet Laureate, Luis Rodriguez, and so many other oh, wonderful wow. poets, including including me. I have a piece um, on my uh, honoring my Filipino ancestry. Um, mm. In it, and you can go to 
Kevin Powell's writing workshop on Facebook and join the group and all the information is there. I don't have the exact Zoom link um, yet, okay. but um, but it, or you can also just uh, look for Kevin Powell um, <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will also be announcing um, probably after my show on Friday, so I can focus on Grandma's hands. <laughs> but um, but sure. yeah, nice. Yeah, but that's also yeah. exciting. Uh, also exciting mm-hmm. to be a part of that. Congratulations! Wow, then you were like right there, you. you know, in the nitty gritty aspect of it. If you were editing, you know, oh, part yeah. of the book, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, in the middle That's of developing. <laughs> Thank you. It was in the middle of developing grandma's hands too, so it was a lot at one point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good to be busy, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering, did you mm-hmm. want to share anything um from your your, you know, latest work or do you want to share something from grandma's Grandma Gloria, but I want to let our audience know that you are a multidisciplinary performing artist based in Los Angeles now, because you mentioned that yeah. you had roots in San Francisco. Yeah, when in the yeah. uh, play, uh, it's too cold in, in New York, so Grandma Gloria, um, <laughs> as, as relatives in San Francisco, was like, "We're going, we're going to San Francisco because there's something about the fog as as a yeah. as a motif that um, mm-hmm. that you return to, as well as blue and blues, right? Um, yeah, and and you also share your talents live on stages, on TV, on national and international award-winning films as an actor, SAG-AFTRA, um, voiceover artist, writer, poet, solo show creator, theater director, and ensemble <laughs> creator, singer, martial artist, dancer, yogi, and teaching artist. And um, you know, we know that you are a part of Playground Solo, but you also work with Playground LA, theater company, yes. Los Angeles Playback, Oh, you do playback theater? I love playback I, theater. Invite oh, me, invite yes. me. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yes. <laughs> invite me. Um, Kaiser Permanente's Care Actors, uh, Teada uh, Productions, uh, Great Leap mm-hmm. Inc. And you believe um, in the power of the arts to heal, touch the heart of our humanity, inspire a deeper connection to our personal stories and ancestries, ignite compassion, and create positive social change, all social media you are at. I am Carla Vega. <laughs> but, yes. you know, all of those things that, you know, that are sort of the through line with regards to mm-hmm. intention that you mentioned in your bio, you know, <clears throat> that your art inspires a deeper connection to our personal yeah. stories and ancestries, et cetera. It all yeah. comes through in Grandma Gloria, and I'm sure it comes through in other work um, for those who are familiar with your canon um, or just yeah. seeing you in performance mode or, you know, hearing your voice in one of these wonderful stories that you're narrating. I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> it comes through. So um, why don't you give our audience a little taste of your voice in something you've written. You make, a, you make that decision and oh. let us know what... Um, well, let's see. Um, I can, um, well, I, I often like to improvise my grandma, Gloria, so maybe we can talk to her for a minute (laughs) and maybe I can read a portion and, or I can read, um, my piece from the, the, 
the the anthology, but um, let me bring up my grandma Gloria for a moment. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, we're so happy to have you join us, um, Grandma Gloria. Your your granddaughter Carla was so good on Sunday. I mean, wasn't she phenomenal? Hi, she was wonderful, Wanda. You, I'm so glad you were able to come and watch us perform. I well, she was gobero. I think I I did I did pretty good too. <laughs> I I don't have so much experience in theater, but she teached me a lot of things and and she helped me tell my stories. So it was it was fun to be able to remember all the beautiful things in my life and uh, celebrate my family and. And share some of the wisdom, you know, from the elder people, uh, because the connection has to stay. Uh, and this was a good opportunity to be able to uh, share the stories of anybody, of anybody's color, of anybody's. If you don't have too much money, it's okay. You have a story, you know? Mm-hmm. Every, uh, yeah. Everybody has to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you were, um, you know, when you were in New York, um, at the, uh, oh, was it a bus stop, a bus station? Um, but uh, before yeah. that, when you were running, running, trying to catch the bus, um, because I, it was yeah, leaving yeah. without you. I have that story myself. My family's from New Orleans, and my mother, um, got off the bus to get some pet milk for my brother because you know they didn't have fathers yeah, back yeah. then. Um, you know, we, they, I guess mothers made it with pet milk and some, I don't know how they did mm. it. I don't know if the baby drank all pet milk or diluted it. You have to tell me because maybe you know that formula. And and my mother, <laughs> the bus started off. And I'm sitting there looking at my mother and not saying anything. And this woman who's holding my brother saying, stop the bus. You're leaving those babies' mother. She's back there. My mother rushes onto the bus, but she didn't lose her shoe. And And I'm like inside of myself. Oh gosh, that would have been really terrible if they would have left my mama back there. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. On on the other side of it, I know what it's like. Um, but your baby didn't know because your baby didn't know you were back there. Yeah. Oh um, my goodness, that's incredible that we have the same story. Maybe maybe I I know your your ancestors too. That's incredible. And I, also, I have to tell you, <laughs> Carla took a little liberty with my story because I have two children on the bus. In the story that oh. she's telling, only one was there. But I, I crossed the lamb on the greyhound with two. Uh, but I, I, she didn't say that in the story, so I'm going to tell you now. It was not easy. Oh. No. Yeah. So, so yeah. How, yeah. how old were your children? You had the baby? Because my brother was a baby, and I was, she, I was three. Emmanuel was uh, three years old. Um, what? And, and Anna. See, Anna was a baby. She was the baby. Uh, in this, uh, pero in the story, it's only one. I just talk about my son. Pero uh, yeah. yeah, my son was three three years old. He was born in Puerto Rico. Uh, we mm-hmm. were in. We first went to New York for a little while, and then and then we come. Yeah, and then we were staying in San Francisco. I look at the Bay Bridge from my balcony. Uh, and my son, he has a karate. My my son, Manuel, he has a karate school in near a city college. Uh, it's not open because it's the, it's the pandemic, but he has a small uh, martial arts school, uh, Shaolin Kempo there, and, uh, mm-hmm. and all our 
family was do, doing that. So it's a, another history. Maybe it's another solo show. <laughs> well, it's so interesting, Grandma. My brother, I grew <laughs> up in, um, in uh, Ingleside on, on Granada, and then we moved down mm-hmm. to Granada and Holloway. Uh, the OMI um, uh, newspaper, you know, community paper, was one that I, I first started writing with on when I was a kid. Wow. But my brother went to City College in San Francisco, and he studied martial arts there, judo and karate and like, whoa. Well, wow, that's incredible. Wow. This is heck yeah. interesting. Wow. So, so Carla, you brought so my whole family into your story. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm like resonating with it for real. Like, the two children. Oh, my goodness. And they were the same ages mm-hmm. as me and my brother, and they left our mamas <laughs> running behind buses. And wow, amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So thank you. Yes. Um. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me thank me thank um, your ancestors for joining us. Thank you so much, okay. grandmother, for joining us. Um. Yeah. See you. See you on Friday. You know. <laughs> it, it's my pleasure. I hope everybody comes. I, you you can connect to my story in all kinds of ways, and we mm-hmm. can connect to each other's stories. Um. After we have an after party on Zoom, and you can talk oh. to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I'm so glad you you're able to connect. Yeah, these some of these the stories transcend our own <laughs> individual mm-hmm. <laughs> memories and, yeah. and connect. So powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, she has. I've never talked to come out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, but but Carla, this was so cool. I've never talked to an ancestor before. You know, I mean, Aww. you know, they have these mediums, right? So it's like you're a medium, you know, <laughs> or you are a medium. <sighs> but you're, you know, you channeled your grandmother's story, and you know, but then for you to be able to like be her, like in this moment, like whoa, this is great. Like step out, of, step to the side, you know, yourself, and and let her just yeah. speak. It's really special. It's really special. And unlike any feeling I've ever had, and it's definitely opening things up in me. And as a, and personally, I really feel like I've, I'm growing and really learning to celebrate my own voice as a, as an artist and get over some of my own kind of insecurities or, or issues through the messages that I'm getting from um, from this piece, really, um, and 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 whenever I tap into my you know my ancestry, so it's I think it's you know artistry is alchemy, and th- there's so much um, magic that can happen and healing that can happen that we don't necessarily expect, and so that's that's the beauty of of the arts, you know, it pushes. It, it, it honors our humanity. It brings us together. You know, even in the theater, there was a kind of a, a a thing where they found out that our hearts beat at the same rate when we're sitting in a theater watching the same show. And mm-hmm. so it literally, you know, performance and watching it together literally kind of synchronizes our heart in the audience. And so... Maybe it does that through Zoom too. I don't think there's been a, a you know a, um, a study on that, but it sure felt like it last 
Sunday. So maybe on Friday we can experiment with that. Hopefully it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, yes, I, I, I so hope people can come again. And if you'd like to come again, please, please do. Wish I can find you another ticket. <laughs> oh, sure, I can get a ticket. No worries. <laughs> I know. Thank people. you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure you do. It's been such an honor to talk with you, Wanda. Oh, no problem. So we're uh, we're over a little bit, but if you have a short okay. piece you'd like to share, um, you know, a couple of minutes, and I would love for you for people to be able to hear, you know, Carla's voice. Sure. Um, I'll read a piece of my. Oh, let's see. Um, it, it, it's like maybe two or three minutes, or is that too much? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, two, three, yeah, and, and I'm letting my guests know that are um, in the waiting, in the uh, green room, as they say, that I see them. <laughs> but go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I wonder about my kin, my clans, my ancestral relations, my two sides spanning opposite ends of the earth, half Filipino, half Puerto Rican. Which side will visit me this day? Who will emerge to bring me closer to me, connecting these fragments of my soul? What magic was I made to forget, but I'm now remembering? I am remembering my intuitive ways, the magic of my hands, how spirit speaks to me visually, orally, with tingles and heat, raised hair on arms, on back of neck. I am remembering the deep convictions surging through me when a message is coming through for you. I am remembering the way plants speak to me through scent and curiosities arising like, who are you? What is your medicine? How can you heal me? What must I learn to harvest? You are giving me permission to know you. And I see how you grow so freely, relentless through the concrete, no matter how many times they cut you down. You are hardy and meant to be. So please let me bring pieces of you home with me to soothe my senses and help me remember I am remembering the spirit of my forefathers greeting me, calling me closer to the roots. Through. Ah, I found Marungai. The farmer at the stand is Filipino, and he promised saloyo and eggplant and bitter melon and okra and opo in a few months. And I can make adobo and add soy sauce and ginger and bay leaf and vinegar and steaming white rice starched with pride. And I am remembering words, the few I know. Maganda, salamat, pahingit ng manga, can I have a mango? Isa, dalawa, tatlo, one, two, three. I only know a handful, but I can remember. And I know I am loved beyond forgotten language, whole and worthy of magic. Hmm. And I am remembering when I'm almost done. And I am remembering I can still learn from beyond the veil, bridging me gifts and nature and people and feelings and visions and communion with elders, wrinkled hands and stretching skin, slow shuffles and graying eyes. I remember the perseverance of my people, all those who weathered the storms that came before, survived to live, to let us thrive. I am, uh, this legacy and lineage live in me, this mix of browns in me, not only half, it blends in me whole. So that's an abridged version of part of my piece in the, in the anthology. <laughs> Uh, thank you so thank much. You. That was really beautiful. I, I like memory and I like remembrance. And definitely, you know, we'll have to have you on again. Um, you know, oh, you can be you. a friend of the of Wanda's picks. We can certainly love to 
you know, continue this conversation. Um, so certainly, you know, stay in touch and let me know, um, you know, when you're doing something you want to just, you know, share and read oh. some poetry, you know, share some characters, bring your grandmother back. Better than ever have the interview. You know, we can, like, do 30 minutes with Grandma Gloria. That would be cool. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. Where you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be so. amazing. <laughs> So Thank congratulations you so much, on, on the new publication and um and on the uh upcoming um you know uh reprise of, of the work. You know, people missed it on Sunday, they can catch it on Friday, seven o'clock at Playground yeah. Solo. Until then, um yeah, have a good rest of the day and rest of the week. Thank you so much. Oh, you're I'm gonna listen welcome. in. Oh, can no I problem. stay on the line and listen in? Okay. Thank you, you so sure? much, Wanda. Have yeah. a great one. Okay, you too. Peace and blessings. Bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs> uh, good morning. How is everyone? We're good. <laughs> so, um, I see, uh, God, I, I recognize I've got three folks, but, oh, that's right. So, Rayshawn Chisholm, who is, portrays this wonderful, complex character, Good morning, Rayshawn. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. You are marvelous. You are marvelous. Thank you. I'm sure, I'm sure, you. I'm sure Joni said, yeah, he sure was. <laughs> he sure was. He sure was. And I, I believe we've got the uh, director, uh, Allison Bergman, on the line you as sure well. Do. You sure do. You sure do. All three of you all are here. So um, I'm thinking... Um, Instead of my reading bios, um, Joni, why, why don't you start? Since you are the multi-hyphenate uh, <laughs> um, the head writer of ACE nominated Great Sports Vacations 36-part series, which was at one time the Travel Channel's highest-rated show. Uh, your plays have been produced all over the country. You are also a journalist and the co-author of You Let Some Girl Beat You, like for real, the story of Anne Myers, <laughs> which is uh, the, the 2020 book pipeline adaptation runner-up. Out of 1,700 published books, like, that is amazing. That was a lot of competition. Oh, the pipeline well, you're, you're team is... Hmm? <laughs> you're sweet to bring all that up. Yes, we're excited. They're trying to put together a development deal, so we're excited about that. But this project is definitely my passion project, uh, the story of Caban Thomas, this brilliant professor who was teaching in the South, for 11 years and really mattered to his students until the university decided he didn't. It's been playing for years, but this year uh, it, it's just gone crazy. We've had so many performances, and no doubt that uh, in part because of the work of the brilliant Rayshawn Chisholm and the brilliant <laughs> Allison Bergman, who performed it, on campus in 2019, and ever since then, it's just been going nuts. Uh, they're they're so amazing. And if you saw the show, you know it runs as a um, it really runs as an hour piece. We cut it down to 50 nights for for playground because mm-hmm. we, we cut it down to 50 minutes rather for playground. That's what Jim 
uh, Kleinman asked us to do, and, and we thank them so much for involving us in this. They're so fabulous. But we have a one-hour show, and then Kaven actually teaches for half an hour for people looking for a 90-minute version of the project. Uh, so I'll, I'll stop going on about it there, but I must say this is a, a, a real passion project for the four of us, for Kaven and for Allison and for Rayshawn and for myself. Yeah, so if the the the, uh, the play is called Beethoven and Misfortune Cookies, and and I was wondering um, if if you could um because if you could tell us the name of the uh, the person who um, <clears throat> you know the story is based on and and because uh, I I'm trying to write his name so I could look him up, but I was, I'm not sure I was hoping spell he was gonna, it. yeah. I was I was hoping he was going to call in, but he's not in oh. California with the rest of us. Um, Kaven Thomas, K A D I N Thomas is of course T H O M A S. And I was hoping he'd call in. He may call in in a little bit. We'll see. Oh, super! Oh, how awesome! Awesome! Yeah! Wow! Wow! That's great. Okay. So, do you want to introduce Rayshawn um, and um, and Allison? And Allison? Absolutely. Yeah. Rayshawn is just, uh, I've seen several actors do this play now, but I must say Rayshawn is just crazy good. And um, I saw him Sunday night when you saw him, Wanda, and uh, it's really rare that you'll write something and then you'll see it performed and it, and it will move you to the point of tears. That's really kind of weird. That's never happened to me before. So he's, he's, Absolutely amazing, and uh, the original direction by Allison Bergman is no doubt uh, helped him to be so. Um, he's he's graceful, he's well calibrated, he is the he's the person, and yet he's not the person. So it's 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 mm-hmm. it's really something to watch. It it just blew me away. Who y'all so talking about? Y'all talking about me? <laughs> y'all talking about me? <laughs> no, y'all yeah, not talking about me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you talk about you then, and your character, and your presentation, because you are the voice, right? You are the version, you are the embodiment of this phenomenal story of this man who speaks to ancestors, this child who speaks to ancestors, and he gets, like, shut down, and then... Wow, there's so many levels to the story. You know, he grows up, becomes a professor. He's a musician. He's a creative person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, this person yeah. sitting in the room, way in the back, right? It's always that person right. in the room, way in the back. Like, what? It's always one that just wants to hate. Always in the back, all the way in the bleachers, nowhere near knowing all the stuff that he had to go through to get to where he is to be able to do what he do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, yeah. it's crazy when I first um, uh, came on to um, do this piece, I, um, it's, it's crazy how it's crazy how things work out. Um, I had been acting for a while, uh, doing mostly theater um, and um, like a lot of people, you know, tell me, you know, oh, oh my God, you're such a great actor. You do what was this, what was that? Um, you need to do a one man show. I'm like one man show. I'm nah, nah, I'm good. I'm nah, I can't do that. Nah, Mm-mm, no, 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 no. Um, I had actually just finished doing Seven Guitars out in uh, at the Long Beach Playhouse in Long Beach, California, 
And um, I want to say two weeks afterwards, um, the producer, Eric uh, we, uh, Wy- Wy- Eric Weiberman, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, um, he um, uh, instant messaged me on Facebook and was asking me if I was interested in doing this one-man show. And um, I was like, well, oh, you know, I don't know about doing a one-man show because y'all all the way out in North County. I'm in L.A. I don't have a car. So, you know, getting out there is kind of kind of difficult. Um, and then I was kind of torn with doing it because the theater, Long Beach Playhouse, that I, I had just finished doing some guitars with, they were going to do Othello. And Othello is on my actor's bucket list. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, like, what do I do? Do I go? Do I, uh, you know, do I say no? But then he told me, I was like, oh, and we going to pay you. I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, that that, that sounds really good. So um, I took the leap and went on the audition um, and met Allison, and we just connected instantly. Um and, you know, we was trying to make sure that, you know, everything made sense. That, and that's our thing. We just have to make sure it makes sense, you know. And so I um, was able to do the show, which was um, absolutely fantastic. Uh, when I read the script, um, I, it really hit close to home for me um, because a lot of things that came in, experienced in the story i you know i also experienced with myself and um family members with uh, mental illness um so i had to take um i had to take this on you know because i had to do it for me i had to do it for you know um specifically for my mother she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia uh, schizophrenia in in her lifetime. She uh, since then had uh, passed on back in 2014. So I, I, it was a badge of honor uh, for me to be able to um, portray this man and go through this emotional roller coaster. Um, and Allison will tell you, there were times in rehearsal where I was in full blown tears because it it just hit me so much, you know. And to be able to uh, do this in a um, theater festival at Chapman University in Orange County, um, doing 10 shows, and then being asked to do it again, you know, is is really a blessing for me, um, especially during the pandemic where, you know, theater is basically shut down. So getting, being able to do, perform live on stage um, and transfer that over to online you know, it has, has been a has been a great trans, great transition, um, and I really appreciate and I'm so honored to be a part of this uh, this journey that we're taking, uh, Kevin Thomas. Through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were really, really, really good. Um, I, I can't even imagine anyone else in that role. <laughs> Um, can you, can you, Joni? Can you imagine another person, Allison, in this particular role? Like, really? You know, that's, that's funny. That's funny you said that because um, when Rayshon came to, for the audition, um, he really didn't didn't know that much about the role. He didn't really know what the piece was necessarily. Um, he he came in and he read it, 
I said, can you, can you read this section of it? And he took about five minutes and then read it pretty much cold. And, uh, and I said, okay, since you don't know too much about this piece, I'm also going to have you read a different section because this other section is really emotionally charged. And I need to know if this is going to make any sense for you. He took five more minutes. He looked it over. He came back and he read it cold from that script. And there was such a connection to the material, to the language, to the rhythms of it, to the sensitivities of it. Uh, he left and I turned to the producer and I just said, he's the one. Make an offer. He's the one. It was so clear to me, even if he hadn't read the piece, how much connectivity he had with it. He just just related to it at a really at a really, uh, at a, a really um, uh, uh, instinctual level, and um, and then he read it. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, okay, I got to do this." Um, and uh, yeah, you know, once I heard him read it I thought to myself well this is just going to this is just going to continue to grow and and be something uh something very special and I remember when we closed that run and I said to him we we're waiting outside I think we we're waiting for his ride or something and I turned to him and I said listen it may take a little while but we're going to continue this production I don't know what we're going where it's going to show up but I said maybe it'll take a little bit but maybe I said, this will come back. We will do this again. And, uh, and you know, it took uh, like almost a year. And I, I called and I said, hey, we, we had a chance to make a digital adaptation of this piece a few months ago to play th- th- uh, at another festival. Uh, and then uh, and then this opportunity was with uh, the Solo Fest, Playground Solo Fest. And, um, and we have long-range plans of uh, a touring production of the piece. And um, I wasn't kidding, Rayshawn. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right about that. <laughs> you are absolutely right about that. <laughs> I told her, I said, we'll, we'll be back together again working on this together. I know we will. So, I'd love to yeah. ask a quick question of you, Wanda. Did you, um, on seeing it Sunday night, as you mentioned, there's so many levels to this piece. Were you comfortable with uh, following it, and was it something that worked for you online? Uh, we were we were worried about that because it's so powerful on stage. But I'll tell you, I I was so impressed with Playground and Annie Tillis and Jim Kleinman and what they did. I was just blown away by their ability to make this thing come to life and put in the sound cues and the visuals. And uh, I'm just wondering how, from your standpoint, how this play hit you. Um, it, I, it worked really well. I, you know, I watched um, Zoom plays last year. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was always really when I knew it was going to be, you know, in Zoom, like, is it going to be a reading or is it going to be a play, right? Um, because right. it's kind of hard to act in in a virtual space, particularly if it's only so big. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but I um, I thought it worked really well, um, you know, sort of the the visuals coming in and out, um, uh, the music. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, after a while we kind of forgot, you know, that um, – 
Rayshon was was not, you know, like in these places where he would have been had, you know, we've been on a stage stage, right? Yeah, it, it worked really, really well. Um, I was in the attic, you know, with the little boy <laughs> talking to his grandfather <laughs> and seeing, yeah. you know, um, you know, his World War Two stuff, um, I guess, um, pictures or whatever he was sharing with him. Um, you know, I was with I was with him in the car you know, uh-huh. when he was his mother told him about how his father really died, and uh, and I was with him in that classroom when it all came down right, and then in the office <laughs> um, with him, you know, I don't know if it was a dean or a VP of instruction or whatever, you know, was laying, you know, like like no love for this popular <laughs> professor, right? And then I was in in the room with. Um, the uh, the person who had uh, hired um, the uh, the actor and and uh, when he when he he left he left the South for California <laughs> and and that and that line there and then when he was um he had some ideas on how to extend the career for this um, one time show about people that were big obese or something yeah so no no I was traveling. I I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was with you too, Rachel. That that performance was just it was stellar. It was stellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was even with Beethoven, right? You know, like yeah. you know that you know you know someone told me that they knew about lead. You know, when people talk about lead poisoning, they don't tell you all these other things. You know that it can make you. Um, lose your ability to hear Like really You know we talk about Cognitive stuff But mm-hmm. I, Wow Really I didn't know that Yeah Yeah It's, it's amazing I, I think it's um, Again there's so many things Going on in the play And it takes A really deft Hand To To orchestrate It And I'm I'm You know how talented Rayshawn is because you, you got to see him. He's one of those one in a million actors, I really believe, who is in the moment and he brings you into the moment. But I have to brag a little bit about uh, Alison Bergman as well, who's a Carnegie yes, Mellon alum. A Carnegie Mellon alum uh, won all sorts of awards, you know, from um, Dramatist Guild and all sorts of different places and, and just a really, really um, she's achieved so much, and so it was kismet, really, for us to be able to come together. And, and we, we, the three of us, wish Caven could be on the, the call with us. We've done other radio show calls, and uh, I, I wish Caven were here. He may call in, but to have Caven and have someone with Allison's pedigree as a director, and to have Rayshawn with his natural talent it's just it's it's one of those dream come true scenarios that that has to have some sort of hand of god over it because you just don't get this lucky as a writer you just don't get this lucky that's so sweet johnny i i think you know it's you you set up an architecture of a piece that was that was by nature so theatrical to go back and forth in time, to go back and forth in subject, to to make a journey that is not linear 
and yet uh, a working out of a problem that does finally resolve at the end. Um, and to me, you know, that's the that's the real beauty of of working in, in theater, which is metaphoric space, that you can go back and forth. And with the ability of the actor to actually take you back and forth in that journey because you're following their thought process. And it was so wonderful to be able to unpack all of that and look at all of those physical spaces and emotional spaces that uh, that Cabin would be visiting in order to work out the issues. Um, it was really just a lot of meat for us to chew on. <laughs> you know, We had a great time in rehearsal being able to just – to just uh, break apart the puzzle and then put it back together, and uh, and um, and and have it have it take us on this journey to to realization and healing, and and the 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 expression of music in the piece, the expression of creativity in the piece, and I think Rayshon and I both. Uh, and even you know even the the management staff as we were doing it, there, we got so engrossed in the piece that um, that sometimes we just focus in on okay this is one area of his life and one thing that happened, but it's so connected and so much more like a like a net than it is like a straight line, and uh, the poetry of that, uh, which is all you Joni, <laughs> the poetry um. of that really really allowed the piece to, to grow in a dimensional way that sometimes surprised us all in the room. I, I, there were times where Rachel and, and I just kind of looked at each other. We were done, and we were like, wow, uh, we need a break. <laughs> this is just, uh, this is I had to cry in the bathroom for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it was, uh, it was and such Rachel, a... It, it was such a great piece. Like even though we've been doing this for about a year now, a little over a year, um, well, every time I pick up the script, I always learn something new. It's something that you know I try to see in like how 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 going from one piece, uh, going from one section to another, and it's like well, when you first just look at it, just uh, looking over it, it's like well, how does that intertwine? But then when you actually get to reading it, it's like Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So that's how that go from here to here to here to here. And like I said, I'm still discovering stuff in this script, and I'm just like, that Joni. She she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. I, I like that. <laughs> well, let's well, let's also remember it's based on a brilliant, charismatic, poetic man, Cabin Thomas, and his his. Life is so filled with so much, so I don't want to take credit for what what's also intrinsically there in the man. And again, I wish he were with us today. Um, but I do, I do think, like Allison and and as and as Ray Sean says, the most fulfilling experiences in the theater for me are where you are with a puzzle piece. You're watching a puzzle piece, and each little piece that gets dropped in takes you closer and closer to figuring out the mystery. And I think that's really what people look for when they go to the theater, regardless of whether it's a drama or a comedy or something serious or funny, there's got to be an element of mystery to it so that you at the end go, ah, now I get it. So I think that's kind of important. But again, we also have to give a huge shout out to Jim Kleinman and the playground folks, because 
What a Absolutely. great opportunity. Boy, oh, boy, do they give us a great opportunity. And, they're, you know, they're one of the few operations out there that pay. They pay well. And they allow you to also be a part of, you know, the uh, income process, right, with the tickets. I mean, they're just really, they're really out there trying to foster new work. And I just I say thank you to them because um, without them, we wouldn't be talking to you right now, Wanda. And, and we're so grateful that you had us on. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you, um, Johnny, how, how did you meet um, the professor um, and musician and philosopher, um, you know, Kevin um, Thomas? Like, how, how did you come to know him? Did you live, were you one of his students? Did you live in the area? Um, how did you meet him? I was, I was in a, a playwriting group in Orange County uh, back in, I would say, 2009, 2010, and Caven uh, came to the group, and he was looking for a playwright to um, write his story. He had just oh. been fired, and uh, he, he wanted to turn it into a one-man play, and uh, when it was done, he felt that it was too, um, he said it hit, hit, hit him too hard emotionally to be able to, put, to, to perform it himself. And so um, from there, you know, various actors have done it, uh, and he's, he's loving the process. He's, he's always part of it. But I think it's, uh, it's, it's so close to home for him in so many ways that he, he can't bring himself to, to perform it. And thank God he couldn't because we've gotten to the point now where we, again, have this kind of dream team with the, the person who was meant to do it all along, Ray Sean Chisholm, um, and the director who was meant to direct it all along, Alison Bergman. So it, it's just, again, it's like kismet. Don't you guys feel? It's just kismet. Yeah, I, I, I knew that it would have a life after we, after we started working on it. It was very clear to me. Um, and, it, you know, it's funny, Joni, you were talking about Caven himself, and I give huge credit to his his um, ability to really uh, allow the vulnerability and messiness of being human. He wanted that out there. He wanted his story out there. But, you know, the two of you together kind of brought it to some, you know, poetic space. And uh, and uh, I think Caven continues to surprise me with his ability to just, you know, lay it out there whatever it is, whatever the messiness of human living is. And, uh, and that's inherently theatrical because that's what we're all looking for. We're all looking to understand ourselves, you know, when we see theater on stage. And, uh, and I, you know, it's funny because I was concerned when we first started doing it uh, in the digital version, um, before we even did this live one, we, we, as I was mentioning before, we did a, a recorded digital adaptation of it too. But I got to tell you, uh, Rayshon and I were working on that and we, reinterpreted the piece uh, to make it make sense for a, a camera, a fixed camera. And we found all kinds of new things in there that we, we didn't find in the, you know, when we were doing it on stage that, that just shifted it and into, you know, a, a smaller like headspace because that's what you see on camera. And, uh, and, and Rayshon was just willing to go there. We just kind of re structured and backed up and just kind of rebuilt pieces. And I remember there are moments where Rachel and I were both like, Oh, wow. There's some like this internal discoveries here that they don't even play on stage, but they play on camera. 
Um, and and if continues. anyone wants to see that, we can we can direct them to um, the website. Can we do that, uh, Wandek? May we we tell you oh, what yes, the website sir. is for oh, anyone who wants more that. information? Yes. Yeah, please, www. Please, yeah. Uh, it's the title of the play, com, And on there you can read more about Chaven and you can read all about Allison and her amazing background. And you can read about Rayshawn and his background. And uh, it's, of course, got the touring company page. And, and so we're excited about that and uh, there's a way to reach all of us if you'd like to see. I don't know if anyone wants to watch the digital piece that uh, Allison edited, which is so brilliant, and, and Rishon uh, did it. And again, I, hats off to hats off to anyone who can take a theater piece and make it work two dimensionally. That still blows my mind. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited about that. So, yeah, I was wondering yeah, uh, if um, if maybe um, I'm waiting for my other guest to join us, and he hasn't yet. So I was wondering um, if there might be a part of the uh, the play that um, Rashawn might like to share with with our audience, um, you know, a little tidbit. And I was wondering, do you have a, a, a do you do you know where this where the play is going to show up next? Seems like every month we're finding someone who wants to put it on. Um, right now, I don't have anything scheduled, but I have no doubt that it will change. We were one of six picks out of um, Maine at the uh, Collins Center for the Arts, I believe. And so uh, to be up there with all these other national programs going on, it just it was so exciting for us. And uh, recently we went to APAP. And uh, before then, we were at the Midwest Conference. So we have no doubt that, that uh, you'll see Rayshawn again real soon. And uh, I just hope it's on stage. I just hope the stage is open up and people can come in and really exchange energy with him in person. Yeah, that would be lovely. And yeah, if, if it opens up, that means Los Angeles or Southern California is a little safer <laughs> so far as the <laughs> pandemic um i'll I'll totally you know get on the road and come down and see you <laughs> yeah, or maybe get on a plane because it'll be faster um so keep me posted. <laughs> Do you have time still yeah. for Rayshawn to do a little piece? Rayshawn, do you feel like Yeah, you, yeah, my next guest has not joined us. But, yeah, yeah, certainly I have a little time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find out where ain't no cussing in. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> ah, good point. Okay, I, you, I, got, I, got a little, I got to have a little piece. You got that? Okay, I was going to say you, maybe yeah. if you want to do the drive, the mother and son or something. But no, you go ahead. So I was talking to the show Shrink about how I would listen to jazz artists like Miles Davis and Eddie Harris and took up the tuba, you know, to drown out the voices. And then I found beer, which works better, but no more. Angela, I promise you, no more beer. Besides, how can I be sober if I drink and if I'm drunk, I can lose the gig. But the tuba, it works way better anyway because it's like a 
is like a foghorn. It blankets everything, so nothing can get through. Did you know that only 1% of the world's population plays an instrument? And I chose a really big instrument. My father, he played one of the most delicate instruments there is. But it's easy to break a violin. You can't break a tuba, though. My father, when he wanted to be a professional violinist, but my mom told him he wasn't good enough. I subbed with some of the greatest orchestras in the world, by the way. I know he was a teacher. <laughs> he taught math in grade school, and I'm a professor. He served in the Marines, and I served in the Coast Guards. Marines take lives, and the Coast Guard saves them. I, I didn't know the man, but I always managed to one of them. <laughs> the question is, what happens now? I'm 43 years old, the same age my dad was when he died. Soon I'll be 44. Who wins then? And seen. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I like that that particular scene. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. so welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, we we have this really sort of different. My my person is just late still. <laughs> so I'm like, is he going to show up or what? Um. Uh, I, I was just thinking about sort of the, the complicated relationship we have as people of African descent with mental illness, right? Or or a different way of seeing the world because I don't necessarily see it as um, a malady. It's just it's just a, a different kind of way of, of of processing information. And in an African culture, um, uh, the Yoruba in particular, um, or Ifa, there is there is the Egbe. And Egbe are celestial um, mates. And sometimes, you know, people are closer to their celestial mate, like the, the mate comes to earth with them, <laughs> uh, you know, to be participate in this particular iteration of the soul as opposed to being more distant. And so when people are, like, talking to other entities, you know, it's this this, this particular entity really exists. And so... So it's, so a person is not sick. It's just we who are, are not so gifted can't quite figure out what who they're talking to, you know, how they're managing mm-hmm. these various energies, right? And and there is a way to manage it, um, you know. With I mean, you know, you don't necessarily have to go medication because it's just all about how you perceive what's happening. Like I was thinking about that, you know, that little child who was like having this conversation with this elder. Like that was a great opportunity for doing something creative, right? As opposed to mm-hmm. saying, you know, oh man, you just like your daddy, <laughs> who he didn't know. Right. That was the sixth sense, right? Wasn't that the name of the movie yeah. where the little boy could see dead people? Yeah. No, I think that's a great mm-hmm. interpretation. Why should we label people? We don't know. We we ultimately none of us know what the truth is, um, mm-hmm. but. It, do, it does open up an opportunity to talk about a larger question and, and the question of mental health. And especially as mm-hmm. our society gets more and more complicated, I think things do become um, more difficult for us to navigate however it is that we do see the world. It becomes difficult when things become more complicated to navigate our way through, regardless of whether or not we um, have connections to to the spirit world or whether we're just having a hard time kind of dealing with all of the baggage we're carrying around from our past. 
so mm-hmm. I think I think it's always good when you have an opportunity just to talk about ways that um, we can all kind of unpack whatever it is mm-hmm. that might be holding us back from being our truest selves, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think, um, you know, the character, um, you know, Cave and Thomas, that um, – Rashawn was portraying, you know, he he was grieving. Like, you know, he really loved that position. I mean, like, he really loved teaching. And he was just like, like he was just slain in that office, right? Right. <laughs> like, right. you know, yeah. he was, he, you know, it was like, I can't, I can't even, like, I can't even rest in peace here. Like, I'm not playing on that, right? <laughs> he had to, like, pick up his body and take it somewhere else. And then he had to, like, change the body so it wasn't recognizable and I'm thinking like did I hear did I hear the line that he left a family and children behind like really yep. I left his wife and kids in Arkansas and moved to Los Angeles because this is where people come to die or live mm-hmm. forever <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I love that line. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's funny because when I when we were going through rehearsal, I didn't. Uh, it took me a while to actually understand that actual line. I was like, "Come to die and live forever." Like, what does that mean? And you know, when you when you working on a piece and you begin to embody the piece, like that's all you start to think about do, throughout your reality throughout your day. So it like it actually didn't hit me till like I probably say about a week later when I was on my way to work I was like come to die or live oh people come out to L A to try to become an actor and they don't do it then you start seeing them out on the streets and you know transients and stuff like that but then there are some that who actually come out here and make it you know so I was like exactly. and when when I get that line it's just like man this is exactly what I come what I'm trying to do myself. Um, is, you know, trying to uh, make it into Hollywood. I I am fortunate that, um, you know, I've had a a really nice career locally in Los Angeles Um, and, you know, waiting for the opportunity for Hollywood to open its doors up to me, whether it happens or not. You know, I'm still grateful for my journey um, as to how I got into acting because it almost didn't come to fruition. If I had my own way, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now, honestly. Um, so that's uh, that line right there really, really hit close to home for me. <laughs> the celluloid man. And he wants to become the celluloid man. Yeah, live on forever in film, right? But um, mm-hmm. I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to say goodbye to you all. This has been so much fun. But, um, I'm, Allison, please please tell them what you're up to. I know you're up to some exciting stuff, too, beyond this play. And I'm going to say uh, goodbye. And, again, another thank you to Jim Kleiman and the Playground Group because they're great. And, Wanda, thank you for having me and for uh, having us. And, and enjoy continue talking to these brilliant folks here. <laughs> Thank you so much and congratulations. Thanks, Joni. Great to hear you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great to hear from you, Joni. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually can't stay on too much longer. I have a meeting to get ready for, but uh, no uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm directing in, uh, as everybody is here making pivots, so I was working on some online stuff. I'm now uh, working on a film, currently working on a film. Uh, writing and directing on that, and 
because uh, we need to develop some other properties. So um, trying to, as everybody here, trying to stay busy, pivot, and do what we can to to keep the to keep the arts moving forward and to keep our our sanity about it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, does this, can you tell us the name of your film before you take off, so we can look for it? Um, I, I, I can't actually do that. <laughs> okay. So I thought I'd ask. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I just uh, working on a. It's a. It's a large project, and uh, I, I have okay. to. Unfortunately, can't really reveal too much about it. Um, but uh, but it's keeping me busy writing. I do I do uh, write as well as direct. Um, I also have something coming up in the Bay Area. There, um, I was living in this the Bay Area for about five years or so. Just moved back down to Southern California about a year and a half ago, two years ago. And um, I work with Play Cafe and Musical Cafe, which develops plays and musicals up there in the Bay Area. They've been a mainstay up there for quite a while. And uh, so I'm a, a resident uh, dramaturg uh, for musicals with them. And uh, coming up to the end of February, February 28th, I will be teaching uh, a workshop on uh, what they call pattern and contour in musicals, which is about where you place songs or why, what makes characters break out into song or into dance, and, and mm-hmm. how to, to really best use that in, in your writing and developing a new pieces. And um, they uh, they have a really fantastic development program now. Uh, I work with Min Khan, who's an amazing composer and dramaturg in his own right. And the two of us um, uh, facilitate a reading of a new musical, and then we do uh, feedback on um, some of the uh, on the script and the, and the music, and work with the writers to develop the piece. So that's coming up for me at the end of this month. Um, Fortunately, it's all on Zoom now, so I don't have to actually get on a plane and come up to San Francisco to do it. But um, <laughs> but uh, that's coming up for me yeah. next. Okay, so people who are interested can um, can go to um, Play Cafe um, and Music uh, Musical Cafe to find out more about the the uh, the class or the workshop. Yes, yes, there are still some spots left for it. Um, and uh yeah, you can do it through Play Cafe or Musical Cafe. Um okay. and uh they're terrific non profit organizations that work with writers in new pieces. Okay, super, super. Cool. I am gonna have to scoot myself. I have a okay. ten o'clock to prepare for. Mm-hmm. But uh no thank you so much for having us on. Ray Sean, it's so great to talk to you again. I miss I miss I the know. big bear. Hug. Love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> I'm sometimes saying we'll get the big bear hugs going again, and I will. Yeah, uh, I will. I will talk to you about our next adventure. I'm sure. Want to thank you so much for Absolutely. having us on. Have a great, uh, a great rest of your week. Thank you so thank much. Bye bye. Bye. So um, perhaps um, you all could tell us, um, you know, sort of what you're up to now. Um, any kind of projects or whatever that we can support you in. Um, right now I don't have nothing. Um uh <laughs> I don't have anything booked right now, but uh I'm always looking for and available for projects to anybody that's listening. And you can um find me on social media. Um I'm on Instagram under Crazy Three C R A Y C three and you can find me under my uh my own name on Facebook, Ray C Chisholm. 
Um, mm-hmm. But as of right now, I am I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling right now, <laughs> just waiting for the next opportunity to come up. Mm-hmm. Are you related to Shirley Chisholm? No, no. Um, our last names are spelled differently. Um, my oh, last name is C H I S M. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And. And where where are you? Where where are you? Are you in Southern California? Um, no, I'm actually I actually live in Las Vegas now. I uh, moved oh, okay. out to Las okay. Vegas back in July of last year. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 living out there. Uh, I am originally from Los Angeles. Um, okay. Uh, born, bred, and raised uh, from Los Angeles, and um, started my my acting career in in LA as well. Um, I've been entertaining <clears throat> most of my life. Uh, my family, we used to put on Christmas programs for my grandmother's neighborhood when I was a kid. So uh, quite naturally, it was inevitable <laughs> for me to um, get into acting because I just I, I, I love making people laugh, uh, and I just love entertaining. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And um, Allison. What are you working on now? I think she left the line. That's what oh, she, she was uh, saying that she was working oh. on that. Yeah, she was working on that film. Oh, oh, that's Allison. Okay, so then I meant. Yeah. Um, oh, so Joni is still with us. I thought Joni had left. Uh, is Johnny still with us? Joni, Joni left. Oh. <laughs> so no, it's okay. just me. Oh, so it's just you. Okay, all right. And so this other. Okay, so Carla, you must be still here. I am still here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay. am I on? Oh hi. Yeah, you are. Hey Rayshawn. It was so <laughs> great to it was so great to to um share the night with you on Sunday, by the way. Congratulations on a wonderful show. Thank you. Congratulations to you too. I wasn't able to actually stay for the show after after my piece, but I did watch uh, it and it was absolutely amazing. Congratulations. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, hopefully you can catch it um, on the replay if, you, if you're uh, able yes, to. Yes, I did hear um, before I came on that you're you're performing on Friday. I oh yes, I am. Okay, yes. okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to make it so I can watch it watch it live on Friday. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be great. I'm looking for um, feedback. I got some feedback from one of my um, my uh, directors. My directors parents uh, gave her some feedback mm-hmm. on um, on your show and really enjoyed your storytelling too. So, oh, so thank yeah, congratulations on a great run. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. yeah. I didn't know that um, you all, you know, like it, like it in real life, well, this is real life, but, you know, when <laughs> you know, when you come back um, to see yeah. the play again, sometimes it changes because, you know, um, this might be the first time you've you performed it, and and so when I when I watched you, um, I guess was the week before I believe Rayshawn, because I watched you with um, I watched your part of the performance uh, evening with um, uh, with Diane. Um, um, what's Diane's last name? Ah, um, she's going to be performing Barney. before you, Carla. Yeah, Diane Barnes. Yes. Barnes, right? I yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch, I, thought, I didn't watch yeah. all of her, but I did see you, Rayshawn. And then when I saw it, the whole thing, um, 
this this past Sunday, I'm like, it feels a little different. And and so you you did it again. I mean, it was like another performance. So it might have changed some. I was like, oh, okay. So did it change any from the the first performance to the second performance? Like, did you all do anything? Like your your um uh, your director or did did anything change in it? Like you know, around the direction, or did you just feel more comfortable in it in the performance? But you've done it so many times, so I'm just wondering how because it didn't feel the same, I, even though I saw the first I believe, part already. I believe that every performance changes. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I would never, you would never get the same performance twice. So, like anytime that you're doing a run of a show. Uh, if you come see it multiple times, you're always going to see something different. And um, I, I, from the first show, um, nerves, I, I'm not going to lie, nerves is kicking my tail. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and But that's always a good thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, from that first performance to the next performance, yeah, the comfortability um, mm-hmm. did set in um, to where I, I it was just like, you know, you know the story. You you rehearse it so many times. You know the stories. It's in pretty and you just go and talk to them. You know, and mm-hmm. tell a story, and enjoy telling the story. And I think that's what happened from that Saturday performance to the uh, to Sunday's performance. I just went out there and told the story. You know, and um, and I I felt that for me, um, you know, I was like, I think that was probably the best performance I gave. Um, mm. To this uh, to this piece, even doing it in the theater, it was a it just it just flowed. <laughs> awesome. you know? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It was it was stunning, and I'm like, oh, I got to get him on my radio show. Oh, darn, <laughs> there are no more performances. I wonder if he'll come. <laughs> and I didn't even know. I mean, I I mean until I I asked um, Jim. You know to have have all of you, have you on? I'm like I didn't even read that. Oh, you aren't even you aren't the writer. <laughs> like, oh, who's that? It's like oh, Sean is the writer. Like oh, okay. Oh, this is not his story. Like oh, all right. <laughs> and it's, and it's right. funny because like when I did it, when I actually did the show in theater, I had a lot of people coming up to me. They was like, um, "Where do you teach at?" Um, because I was right. also sitting on one of your classes. I'm like, dude, I do customer service. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a teacher. I I do not have the patience to be a teacher. <laughs> I was wow. like, you're really not a teacher. They was like, and even and it's crazy because when we did the digital version last year, I invited people uh, from my job to um, to watch the show, and I got a lot of feedback saying they're like, were you ever a teacher? And it was like it felt like it really felt like I was just sitting in your class and yeah, and I was learning something. It was like, have you ever been a teacher? I'm like, oh no, 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 I don't like kids. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> testament to your acting ability. <laughs> right, right. Like, and it, 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 it was truly, truly an honor to be part of of this piece, man. It, it, it really was. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's funny that um, the nerves that that come because I was a little kind of it's strange to perform like I'm performing in my bedroom by myself with a in front of a camera you know and and those I I kind of was missing those nerves that come before you get on stage and that energy that you get from the audience being there 
And so in some ways I missed it. In some ways I didn't because it did kind of feel like, oh, I'm just going to like have fun in my room and like play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but surprisingly, some of those, uh, some of that, those butterflies and that energy did start coming up um, in anticipation yeah. of performing. <laughs> so it, it's yeah, it was like, I'm, I'm performing in my living process. room and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm by myself. And right. it was like, how's it going to work? Like, but it, 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 that that energy just comes through comes through that camera, you know. The energy just yeah, it, 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 it it filled up the my my living space, you know, to where I felt like I was back on stage, and that it, it was just it it was an incredible, uh, an incredible feeling to have, and it really did feel like once once I really got to uh, going in into the story, it re- I felt people in my living yeah. room that I was performing in front of. And it was just awesome. like, oh, this is what I this is what I remember. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you call me <laughs> I know, I know, but it's so nice to know that we can get that fulfillment, you know, as as artists. Right. We can get that as performers. We can still we can still feel that. So this it's it's really such a so so happy to be a part of this um performance festival and and really playground yeah, and gym they've all really pivoted to keep keep the art going during covid right. times so yeah 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 i really really miss theater um you know um, i miss i miss theater i miss museums yeah, yeah. <laughs> i miss, con- I miss, I miss outside <laughs> i just miss outside as a whole <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I miss fresh air because today I forgot to put my mask on to go move my car before the show started, and um, and I forgot to put my mask on, and it's like the air was so crisp and clean, and <laughs> and I'm like, oh darn, I don't have a mask on, but no one was out, so that was good. Oh, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we gotta get it in. I mean, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, just every you know things we took for granted, like being able to breathe, right? Like everyone is kind of like not able to breathe anymore because we have these things over our faces, and we you know we're gonna yeah. like all be pale where the masks are, right? Because no sunshine can get there. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, can't get any of that vitamin D. Yeah, yeah. yeah I try to at yeah. least sit out, sit out my door and get some vitamin D, or take a walk in the neighborhood, or. The beach. I'm I'm in I'm in Los Angeles and and the beach has been my my comfort. I feel like that's like safest place to be with the air circulating circulating right at the edge of the water. So it's been really helpful. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, thank you all both for um for the, for this extemporaneous conclusion to the show because I guess. <laughs> I think he must think we're supposed to talk on another day. Yeah, uh, the San Francisco Indie Festival is 23rd edition. <laughs> it's getting ready to kick mm-hmm. off, and I totally understand how the, you know, the founder <laughs> could like, ready yeah. or like, huh, what? Um, yeah, he, I think he forgot. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's gonna be a really, really. I watched all these movies until early morning. <laughs> <laughs> so it's virtual. Wow. So if you are you looking for some good film, SF Indie is so happening. Oh my gosh, there's some really really great films, um, and I'm I'm interested in films, you know, that speak to the African diaspora. So I watch films about 
um, mm. the Gullah Geechee culture, and it was a documentary, and watched this really beautiful film about the civil rights movement um, and mm-hmm. uh, two women that fell in love with each other. One was African-American and one was not, uh, was uh, mm-hmm. a white woman. And, and they ran away together, and they both left two sons. And, wow. uh, and And so the son is telling the story about his mother and his brother, you know, uh, he claims, you know, his, his African-American brother, because um, their mothers, you know, were lovers. So then, of course, that makes them related. But the brother, the African-American, mm-hmm. is during the time of the Black Panther Party energy. And, uh, and, and so it's like, wow, it's really violent where they are in, um, in, the, in that, that particular southern town. And his father, the white boy's father, is a part of that. He's a he runs the the psychiatry department at a uh, a saying well at an asylum, and he's brutal with oh, folks. Okay. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah, wow. he is like a nightmare. But anyway, that was really good. And uh, <laughs> anyway, there's some really, yeah. really, really good films. And I I watched and there's a film about uh, a slam dunk champion who didn't get the championship. That's so good. Oh my goodness, it's a short. Really awesome. So yeah, yeah, some really, wow. really, really good meal. So if you if you're having some downtime, <laughs> uh, Rashawn, <laughs> you should definitely go check out SF Indy. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> yeah, and Carla, once once you're once you're finished, you know, Friday, um, and uh, and you you and you you and your grandmother, you could take her to the to the to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> We'll probably Netflix and chill at home since the movie theaters yeah. aren't opening. But <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, but definitely. Indy, I'll put it you know, in my queue. Absolutely. Yeah, but SF Indie, you know, it's it's virtual this year. You don't have to go to the Rock. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, you yeah. all both, you know, have a wonderful rest of the day, and thank you so much for this great conversation. And you are a part of the Wanda's Picks family, so. You know, stay in touch. You have my contact information. Let me know how we can, like, help support your work because it's so awesome, both of yours. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your support. Thank it's you. been so fun talking with you. Oh, really you're quite welcome. Your <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I really appreciate it. <clears throat> I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. fun. Oh, yeah, I appreciate your work. You all were, like, awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yay. What great storytellers. Important stories, too. Right, Thank right, you. right. Yeah, yeah. Real transforming. You know, stories are the kind of stories that help us make it through this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're absolutely. all like, we are like struggling. <laughs> you know, those those folks that are not, you know, on stage, you know, writing poetry, you know, making, you know, composing music, you know, people just trying to like get to the next moment all by themselves, right? Or stay well. Right. Yeah. They have to go out. They can't be home. Yeah, this kind of this kind of work that you all have made or participated in, it it really helps us, you know, manage this. We can we can remember mm-hmm. the characters and like, and some line might come to us like, oh yeah, we'll laugh or smile, right? And then we can get into the yeah. next moment. Yeah. So you all well, are like, I, you know, healers. So thank you. Yeah. Well, I I I. I'm pretty sure my show might change a little bit, you know, with Grandma's spirit, you know, on Friday. So 
who knows what, what, what new, you know, what new moments will happen. But I also just, yeah, just want to give love to the art community in general, because when the pandemic started, everything stopped for me, including my restaurant job, you know, oh. and, uh, mm-hmm. and all of the acting work here in, in L.A. for a minute. And so just to have an outlet and just to know that there's support and we can create stuff staying in um, that that can really do some healing or, you know, keep us connected. It's, it's, it's so helpful to keeping our spirits up, our, you know, our passions alive and, you know, just to keep us all going. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all reciprocal <laughs> over here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Yeah. So um, I'm going to close the show with a, a poem since we, we kicked it off with a poem. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you yeah. know um, Mama C. She's um, she's out of um, uh, Arusha, uh, uh, Tanzania, and her, her husband is co-founder of the uh, Kansas City um, chapter of the Black Panther Party, and, and he is in exile. And um, he was also, um, I think, uh, chair of the NAACP, and, uh, and so he ended up having to go into exile. Uh, in East Africa, and he can't come home. And so, so she's a poet, she's a visual artist, and she can travel, so she comes to visit us often. And, and so she's got uh, a poem called Voices of My Ancestors, and she's talking about political prisoners and prisoners of war. So we're going to end with Mama C and in this poem. So, again, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Y'all have a great day and enjoy the rest of your week. You too, peace Freedom.